Hi, this is Phoebe. Welcome to Movie Reviews with Phoebe. So today we are going to be reviewing Black Panther, the amazing Marvel movie. And I have a special guest here for you today. Hi, my name is Pete and uh, I'm a big movie buff. I'm also Phoebe's uncle. Yeah, but, that's, uh, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... Uh, uh, she knew that if she wanted some uh, expert movie opinions, mm, definitely, <laughs> this was the first place to go. Mm -hmm. Great start to the series, I think. Great yes. start. Well, good movie too. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. So, Pete, can you tell us a little bit about the movie? Well, Black Panther uh, is a very, very uh, groundbreaking movie. It mm. was. Um, I, I feel like it's a real touchstone in cinema history uh, for a number of reasons. I'll get into some of them in a minute. I mean, it was it, first of all, it was released in February twenty. 18, which as of this recording is four years ago. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, as for the Black Panther character himself, T'Challa, uh, he was first introduced in the Fantastic Four comics back in 1966. Wow. So he's quite an old character. Um, and Stan Lee, who is one of the guys who invented him, mm. um, has said that um, it wasn't a reaction to the civil rights movement that was all happening around that time. It wasn't like he felt like he had to have a, a black character, but yeah. he said he just had a number of, of black friends and black colleagues, um, and he was concerned that they just didn't have anyone in the Marvel canon to represent them. So that's where he came up with the idea. And it's really good to have that, like, added representation, isn't it? Absolutely. Like, I'm sure we'll get to that. that, that like, the, yeah, we'll the, have a lot to talk the about. The impact that it's had is huge. Mm. Um, and in my little bit of research I did, I found out that Wesley Snipes uh, began working on a Black Panther adaptation in 1992. Ooh. Um, that never ended up happening, but he did end up playing a, a famous comic book character. He oh, nice. played Blade. There were three oh. Blade movies in, I think, the late 90s and early 2000s. So he, he did end up doing his, his comic book well, thing. Well, good. Just good. not Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if they could get him to do a cameo or something. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In, Next movie. <laughs> yeah, in the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which started with Iron Man, oh gosh, when was the first Iron Man? Twenty ten or something like that. Wow. Um, T'Challa, the the Black Panther character, was first introduced not in his own movie, but in Captain America: Civil War. They love doing that in the MCU. Don't yeah, they? well, that was the same movie that Tom <laughs> Holland first played Spider Man. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. So that, that movie had a lot of introductions to mm. new characters in it. Yeah. And there were four films in between Civil War and uh, Black Panther. There was Doctor Strange, there was Guardians of the Galaxy 2, there was Spider-Man Homecoming, and there was Thor Ragnarok. And then we finally got the, the Black Panther story. So since we've already touched on the impact of the cultural diversity, well, not not really diversity. Well, there was, there was I mean, there was the part in Korea. So they've got mm. lots of diversity in That's there. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just really loved how they paid homage to like um, African tribes mm. in it. Like that was really like the costuming and yeah. just tell us the what detail. you noticed about the costuming. I just I loved I loved like down to the jewelry, down to all of the colors. Like it was so vibrant, and it's really. Uh, yeah, I think it's really cool. Like against, like you've got the Black Panther, like the costume of the Black Panther, and then everyone else is so colourful and it looks so joyful. But at the same time, it's like it's really hard. Yeah, and even though the costumes are fairly sort of fantastical, mm -hmm. everything is 
is African influence. Like it's, exactly. it's, it's influenced by real, um, you know, African designs and mm. colors and patterns. And it's, it's yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it did get an, an Oscar nomination for costumes as well. Yeah. Good. Pretty, pretty <laughs> sure it did. I'll have to check yeah. that. Yeah. No, they were, they were really, yeah. The costumes were, I would say out of this world, but they're not. Because yeah, they literally are <laughs> of, the world, yeah. of the world, and they're literally they're paying homage to the tribal um, mm. aspects, and I, I really liked that. Yeah, one thing that's um, that I think really struck a nerve with this movie, especially with you know Africans and African American people, mm. is it it's mostly set in Africa. Yeah, but of course, the stereotype of Africa is poor third world. Yeah. Well, they um, mentioned you know, that they're a third world. Of country. course, yeah, yeah, and and starving. But in this movie, you have a nation, an African nation, who's thriving, who is like more advanced than anywhere mm. in the whole world. Yeah. So you can imagine how empowering that must be to see oh, that. So true. And so true. and I didn't you know think that actually. Yeah, like it's it's like an opposite of what you would usually see in exactly, movies. Exactly, yeah. Like in yeah, you see people who are like sitting at the side of the road trying to like get water and everything and obviously that that's true and there's a lot of that and it's really sad but yeah, the empowerment. Mm. The empowerment is yeah. You've got like big science labs and mm. you know, ultra technology. Yeah, and- that they don't want anyone else to touch because yeah. it's their precious thing. Yeah. And I think that also goes um into like how they've got like this precious, like they want to keep everything safe. But I think you can almost like use that as a symbolism for like they don't they don't want to change the way that they are. And you can totally understand that. Mm. I, I think I would be in the same boat if if I had you know if I was in a, a nation that had this incredible technology. I can totally see that dilemma. It's like yeah. well, yes, we we could. As Killmonger says, which we'll get to him in a minute, uh, <laughs> we we could use all of our resources to bring justice to the world. Yeah. But in doing so, could we be handing people weapons and make things worse than they already are? Uh, it's there's no easy answer to this. Yeah. So yeah, interesting yeah. dilemma. Yeah. No, he's he's an interesting character as well. Yeah. Well, do you want to get to Killmonger? Yeah, <laughs> let's get into that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think. Um, I I always feel a bit of a pang for the underdogs, like whether they're bad guys or not. Like I love Loki, um, yeah. <laughs> but like the person who um, the downtrodden person who's got no influence on the fact that they it's the world they were born in they were born into mm. that world and they want to be able to be yeah. Now I'm just relating it back to Loki, but anyways, <laughs> I will get back to this movie, Killmonger. Killmonger. <laughs> He, yeah, no, he just, um. What a villain. Well, like, what a, what a fantastic villain in that, Mm. again, you can, like, you you don't condone his actions. You don't condone, you know, all the people that he's killed, Mm. but you can completely see where he's coming from. Yeah. Um, Mm. so Killmonger, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, maybe, is played by Michael B. Jordan. Uh, who's a very good actor. He's been in lots of things now. Yeah. Uh, I reckon he, he threatens to steal this movie. He's um, <laughs> he's not even in the first half much at all. I didn't yeah. quite remember the first half not featuring him as much. This is the third time I've seen it when I watched it the other day. Oh, yeah. um, it's really only in the second half that he comes into it, but he's got such a strong presence. Mm. Um, so confident. 
Yeah, I just wanted to, you know, the, the pacifist in me just wanted him and T'Challa just to be friends and like yeah. be nice cousins, and they could, you know, they could figure it out together. But he's just, he was just so angry and and full of rage and wanted vengeance, and that's all that drove him. Mm. But yeah. the the sunrise scene at the end. Oh, I, I was gonna say that when he took when he took him out mm. to see the sunrise because he'd heard they were amazing there. Like that was just. Yeah, and it's like you know, he doesn't hate him. It's his cousin. He, you yeah. know, he would have loved it if they could work it out together. But it's like he was just too far gone. Mm. Well, as his father said to him, like um, being a good king isn't always the the easiest way. Mm. Like when, like at the start of the movie, like near the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just making sure you knew what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong movie. (laughs) Wrong. We keep doing that. Should Uh, we talk about some of the other characters then? Yeah. What a cast. Like, this movie, I'd almost forgotten. As I'm watching, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that person's in it. Oh, my gosh, that person's in it. Oh, my gosh, that person's in it. Um, It's Bilbo and Gollum. Bilbo and Gollum (laughs) together again. Oh, my gosh. There's a a great meme that goes around saying that, um, you know, that Andy Serkis and Martin Freeman are pretty much the two white characters in this movie, which makes them <laughs> the Tolkien white guys. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. So, uh, as we mentioned earlier, T'Challa, who's our lead, is played by Chadwick Boseman. Rest in peace. What a great actor. Um, and, again, like um, like Michael B. Jordan, what a presence. Like, when he's on screen, you just yeah. you watch him. You're just interested mm. in what he's doing. Um, I loved all of his banter with Shuri and Nakia. <laughs> Yeah. Like the back and forth stuff is really great. Really believable siblings. Yes. Really <laughs> yeah. believable. Yeah. It's, good. it's just so sad that he's gone. And I think it took everybody just by shock because pretty much no one knew he was even sick. I know. And apparently, uh, I think I read when he was making Black Panther, he was actually in remission. So he'd already had treatment, but he just kept it very, very private. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, apparently even the the director of the upcoming Black Panther two didn't didn't realise that he was sick. Um, mm. uh, yeah, but he he did get to reprise T'Challa two more times after this. Once was in Endgame. Yes. Which of course, because everybody was in Endgame. <laughs> and uh, he also did a voice uh, in What If. I think there were a couple of episodes uh, of What I have If. Not seen that oh, before. you got to see What If. It's I know, great. I know. I'm working my way through. I watched Black Panther because this is the first time I've seen Black Panther, and so yeah, I'm working my way through all of the movies that I've missed. Yeah, What If, um, if you haven't seen it, is an animated show. Um, it's on Disney Plus, but um, yeah, a couple of episodes. I think a couple of episodes have T'Challa in them, and mm. I, I remember when he came on, I thought, oh, is that uh, is that Chad? But it sounds like Chadwick Boseman, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's died. But no, he did the voices before he died, yeah. so that's good. Oh, that is good. That's so. Um, then we have Nakia, mm-hmm. who's T'Challa's ex, <laughs> kind of, kind of ex. Yeah. Um, who's played by Lupita. Noyongo, I probably said that wrong. Sorry, <laughs> um, but she's another fantastic actress. She's yeah. she had won Best Actress at the Oscars just a few years before this, so um, you know she was she was one of the the hot properties of Hollywood at the time. Um, I like her character. I feel like she hasn't quite as got as much to do as as some of the other. Um, she's understated. Yeah, 
Like, she's got this whole thing about how she, at the start of the movie, she's left Wakanda to go and sort of be a, a, a freedom fighter. Yes. Um, outside, and then they have to call her back for the mm -hmm. ceremony. Yeah. Um, but we never see too much of that. I wonder if they might lean into that a bit more in this Maybe. in the sequel. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I like her a lot. Um, mm. As we mentioned, we've got Letitia Wright playing Shuri, the sister, the, the, the teenage science whiz. Yeah. Um, she's a child genius, but she's such a smart ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> again, bucking traditions, usually the, the, um, the, the nerds are I'm socially like, oh, awkward. Yes, and, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they, they don't. They're just in love with their technology and their computer, exactly. but she's she's got some she's got some attitude. Yeah, she does. I love that. Yeah. How old do you think she's supposed to be? I don't know. Maybe like sixteen or seventeen. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah. I wasn't quite sure. She wouldn't be younger, surely. No. Well, she's meant to be. You know, she's in charge of the lab. Yeah. Dealing with all of the um, maybe, maybe seventeen. That's my guess. Yeah, I reckon something like that. But she is meant to be young because they do. Someone does mention about how you know it's run by a child or something. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, we have, oh, one of my favourites. I'll probably say this wrong. Sorry. Denai Gurira, who plays Okoye, who's the um, the, the the head of the, the King's Guard, I guess you could <laughs> say. Um, she's so sassy. Oh, I love <laughs> I her. I love her. She's so funny. And she's such a badass. Yeah. I love the, I think my favourite line of her is when they're um, in the car and, and she just goes, Guns, so primitive. I, oh my gosh, that was so perfect because, like, all of the things in America with guns, yep. and it's just so that just primitive. got to me. I was just like, "Yep, yep." Yeah, she is awesome. Um, and oh, I, there was a. I remember there was a video I saw. It must have been on YouTube or something. Soon after this movie came out and became this huge phenomenon, mm. there was like this great big black American woman and she was just about crying tears of joy mm. that there was this badass woman, black woman on screen. Mm -hmm. Like she said, I'd never seen that before. This is everything. She was so excited that oh. there were, you know, warrior women that were just, you know. See, that's what we live for with these kind of like movies, like that kind of impact. And the fact that like us as like white people western people we just don't think that no, we, can, like, we take everything for granted exactly and i haven't started thinking about that and noticing like people who are of different cultures and from different countries actually being on screen until like i've become more aware mm. like we just expect it almost and i oh i ha some, sometimes i really don't like that i'm I'm in this category. <laughs> <laughs> what a stand with the oppressed. <laughs> um, yeah. It, I, we stand have, for them. We don't have to stand with them. Oh, yeah, yeah, true, 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 true. We've come a long way. Yeah. We really have. And look, we still have a long way to go. Yeah. But if you look at Hollywood of even, you know, 10, 15 years ago, mm. in terms of representation and the, the types of people that are, you know, the, the big wigs in Hollywood consider acceptable mm. to put on screen. Mm. Uh, it's, we've come a really long way. It's, Even the it's way we way. represent women as well. Yep. Oh, for like, sure. There wouldn't be a, like a badass girl in something like if they're part of like an operation, like whether it's a spy sort of operation, like they were doing at, um, in Korea. 
yeah, like yeah. that kind of thing. They like a James Bond kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. They'd have like the woman goes off and she seduces the yes. man and yeah. she's not the one going around whacking people like yeah. in a fight scene. Yeah. Like the woman's not in that scene. You'd have so the, the occasional yeah. outliers like Charlie's Angels or something like that. Yeah. But for the most but part. they're even sexualized. They are. And you know what? I mean, Charlie's Angels wouldn't have got made if Drew Barrymore didn't produce it herself. Yeah. Like she basically, you know made that movie happen because mm. let's be honest 90 percent of the people who run hollywood are old fat white men <laughs> um and you know that's yeah. that's just the reality of it but it's yeah. it's changing it's it's fairly slow but it's changing yes um there's um oh yeah we've talked about uh, martin freeman and andy circus oh martin freeman was good he doesn't really have a whole lot to do in this movie. He's just kind of there. I mean, he he wasn't expecting to be a part of this story. He just kind of got it's caught like, up oh, in it. No. <laughs> um, but I did I did like Andy Very Circus's fun. claw. I thought he was mm. he's just going way over the top and having a great time oh, doing it. I just love him as an actor. <laughs> yeah. It's just great. Yeah, he was awesome. There's there's nothing he can't do. I, I, <laughs> I can't his South African accent sounded Authentic to me. I'm not Wait, South was that African. What it was meant to be? Yeah, he was South African. Oh. Um, it's such a difficult <laughs> accent, and I I can't tell if it was good or not. I think it was, but I guess if there's any South Africans listening to this, you might be able to say if it was maybe terrible or great. I don't know. But Andy Circus is an excellent actor, so I'm going to assume that he did all of his research and got Give the accent. Him a pass. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, as you're watching, you're like, oh, and Angela Bassett's playing the mum. Oh, and Forrest Whitaker's playing the, mm -hmm. the um, not the uncle, the the priest man. Um, and, and Sterling K. Brown, who I know from um, This Is Us, the TV show, great TV show. He plays one of the main characters in that, Randall. He was the, the uncle who got killed at the start. So, yeah, massive cast, mm -hmm. massive cast. So, overall, what did you think of Black Panther? Well, as I said, this was the third time I've seen it, and I still really enjoy it. I've enjoyed it each time. Um, I feel like the second half of it loses a bit of momentum. I feel like the first half yeah, has more excitement, more energy, um, especially the the scene where they go to Korea and there's the. <laughs> I love that. It's great. There's, it's sort of it's a spy James Bondy kind of scene, and then there's this epic car chase through the streets. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's my favorite part of the movie. I think. Yeah. Um, I love um, the color palette of the dream sequences where he goes to the astral, uh, uh, ancestral yes, plane yes. with the blues and the purples. I was just thinking the... of like how I'd be able to paint that yeah. by looking at that. I was just like, I want to paint well, that. It looked like a painting, <laughs> didn't it? It was, it was beautiful. Yeah. Really beautiful. No, it was beautiful. Most of the effects in the movie hold up fine. Yep. There's a couple of scenes that look a little bit rough in the CG department. That's just because <laughs> I'm I'm a very sort of <laughs> discerning eye, I guess. But um, uh, I think from what I hear, it, it came down to the wire. The end of the movie, they were rushing because they were running out of time and they just had to get some stuff oh, done. Really? Yeah. But like the, in particular, the, um, the battle at the end between the two Black Panthers, it's fine, yeah. but it just kind of looks video gaming it just looks <laughs> it does doesn't it yeah because you don't see their faces and it's probably all just cg isn't it yeah oh it'll be 100 percent cg yeah 
yeah. That's the stuff I don't notice as much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they're, they're, they're cool CG costumes. Yeah, <laughs> I love the costumes. I love the um, – you've got the purple and the orange. I remember yep. I was watching it with my brothers and they were like, oh, I love the, those two colours together. Well, it makes it very easy to tell which is which. Well, That's yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, and another thing I loved about um, Killmonger's costume is he's got um, little cheetah prints on his head just like a, a panther and a cheetah <laughs> yeah so he's got this panther costume but it's almost like they've made it that it, they're calling him a cheetah yeah like he cheated like yeah. he, he shouldn't he, 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 have he, gotten that throne yeah. and <laughs> or should he i mean he did uh, be well he didn't kill him no he was supposed to either kill him or have him yield and he didn't yeah. do either so no you're right technically he did cheat he did cheat but he almost got it legitimately yeah so it's kind of like it's it's subtle. There's a bit of a bit of cheat there, but like not fully yeah. cheating. I don't know. Yeah. And um, of course, at the end, it's almost like you know part of the Marvel contract. You have to have a big battle scene. <laughs> I think ever since Lord <laughs> so of the Rings, true. every single big budget movie has to have a big battle scene. Yeah. So like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> Although I must admit, I do like the the warrior rhinos. I think that were really yeah, cool. they were cool. <laughs> I found it hard watching them all turn on each other. Like I was just watching it, and I'm like, you're all on the same side. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. War. Yeah. I know. What's it good for? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> so that is it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if you haven't seen Black Panther, which is kind of weird because why were you listening to all these spoilers? But anyways, if you haven't seen it, go and give it a watch. Next week, we will be reviewing Before Sunrise. So make sure you tune in for that. And that's all, folks. <laughs>